Hello, my name is Lucette Moran. I'm an immigration attorney with the ECBA Volunteer Lawyers Project. And I'm here on behalf of VLP and Say Yes Buffalo to talk with Gretchen Gonzalez, uh, VLP's executive director. Um, so uh, first, uh, could you just introduce yourself? Maybe just tell us a little bit about you. Sure. So my name is Gretchen Gonzalez. I am the CEO of the Erie County Bar Association Volunteer Lawyers Project, which we go by VLP because that's a big mouthful. Um, I've been in this role for about two years now. And before that, I worked for VLP for about 12 years. Um, and I've had a, a variety of different legal experiences in my, in my lifetime. <laughs> okay, great. So, um, so can you tell us more about your current position? What do you want to know? Yes. So, um, <laughs> so, so yeah, what does it mean to be an executive director of a legal services organization? Um, it means that I am responsible for all things that happen at VLP. Um, uh, the buck stops with me. And so if there's anything that goes wrong or whatever, it's, uh, it's, it's my fault. <laughs> it's my responsibility. Um, and it means that I'm the public face of VLP. So I'm the, the person that's going out um, in the community to the courts and to our partners and, you know, putting a face on VLP. Okay, great. So I definitely want to ask you more about your work, but um, I want to go back and talk about how you came to be a legal professional. Um, so uh, where did you go to law school? I went to Boston University. And did you know that you wanted to go to law school? Um, no. At, no, oh, oh at you didn't even answer. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you figure it out? Um, well, so I, I have a long and winding road to getting to law school. Um, I, uh, I I left Buffalo at 18 to go to college. I went to college at Boston University. Um, and if you had asked me at 18 if I thought I'd ever move back to Buffalo, I would have said, no, no way. I'm never coming back. And then here I am <laughs> many, many years later. But um, I got an, my undergraduate degree is in um, psychology uh, with a minor in rehabilitation counseling. Um, and then I went on to get a master's degree in psychology at Hunter College and the city university system in New York City. Um, and during that time, I was working a lot with domestic violence, um, domestic violence survivors. And um, I used to go every summer home uh, to Buffalo and volunteer at crisis services um, in their, uh, their program that responded to the hospitals when the, um, victims of domestic violence are um, sexual assault arrived at the hospital, so you would get a beeper and you would show up um, and counsel people on, you know, counsel people on, you know, their rights and stay with them if they were giving uh, police reports and um, having examinations and things like that if they wanted somebody there with them. Um, and then I, when I graduated on my master's, I um, ended up back in Buffalo working at crisis services in their um, outreach program, which is a program where um, well, basically my job was to go out and visit people in the community who were in danger of harming themselves or others, and then it was my job to determine whether they met criteria under the law to be involuntarily transported to a psychiatric facility for evaluation. Um, I loved that job. I was really um, happy in that job, but I kind of knew that there wasn't that much of a way forward in that job. There wasn't like a hierarchy. Like I was basically where I was going to be. Um, and there really just wasn't any forward momentum. And I was talking to my brother about this. My brother was a 
public defender in uh, Roxbury in Boston. Um, and he's like, you should go to law school. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to law school. I don't want to go to law school. <laughs> it's not for me. He's like, well, just take the LSAT and see how you do. Um, and so I did. I took the LSAT and I did really well on it. And then I kind of like got on this path of going to law school without even really thinking about it all that much. I was just kind of like, oh, I guess it seems like a good idea. You know, there's a lot of different things you can do with a law degree. I knew that I wanted to, I knew when I went into law school that I wanted to do something in the public interest. Um, you know, I, like I said, I had been working as a social worker prior to that. Um, and it seemed like a logical extension of the, of the kinds of work that I was doing. So I kind of knew that I wanted to be in public interest, but I didn't really, like I said, I don't think I actually affirmatively made the decision that I wanted to go to law school and I wanted to be an attorney, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, and once you, so I, I know you said you sort of, I guess you were just on the path and then you were on your way to law school. Um, <laughs> uh, did, once you started down that path though, did you run into any, um, any, uh, particular challenges or obstacles that you weren't expecting to face or that you were, or that you were expecting? To yeah. Face? I mean, I think I wasn't, I, what I should have done when I went to law school was I should have researched law schools a little bit better. And I should have probably gone to uh, like the, the CUNY law school or a law school that was very public interest um, focused. And I didn't do that. And so when I got to law school, I was really surprised that I seemed to be in this very, very small minority of people that were looking at law school as a way to do public interest work and as a way to be, um, you know, to make change and be a helper in the, in, in the community. Um, and so that was surprising to me. Um, and I felt like my law school now is much more public interest focused, but at that point in time, it was not. So that was, it was an interesting minority to be in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and I, I also, um, I mean, I noticed that the work you were doing in the education you had beforehand in psychology and social work, um, as, as an attorney, um, I guess I'm, I'm cheating a little bit cause I work at VLP, uh, but <laughs> I haven't, I'm aware that often lawyers end up working with people in those fields, um, who there are usually also not, they're not lawyers as well. Um, and uh, and so I was just wondering if you could speak a little bit about your experience, maybe from both perspectives, um, and uh, yeah. especially for our students who might be thinking about a general public interest uh, career, but maybe aren't sure if law is like they want to be the lawyer. Maybe they want to be the person who works with the lawyer. Yeah. So um, I mean, I think that I've run into a lot of people who have a joint social work um, JD degree, and I think that that's a great path to take because I think that the social sciences, you know, psychology, social work, um, really add a lot to your ability to have really trusting relationships with your clients. Um, it helps on a lot of fronts. One is to, you know, as an attorney, especially in the work that we do, you know, you have to build trust very quickly um, and you have to get your clients into a place where they're willing to tell you all of the things that happen, whether they be, you know, in a positive or negative light for them. Um, and you also, the other thing that is really important in public interest work is building your own personal boundaries and being able to separate yourself from the work that you're doing. And I think that those degrees and those kinds of areas really, really help in that, in that regard. That's interesting. Um, so uh, you did used to have 
uh, other positions at VLP. Yeah. Um, so I want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about that as well. Um, so what what did you do before you were our uh, executive director in chief? Sure. Well, my legal career did not start in Buffalo. I started in New York City. Um, so I, uh, in my first, after my first year of law school, I interned at the Urban Justice Center in their mental health project. Um, and they ended up hiring me after law school. Um, and so that program worked with seriously and persistently mentally ill clients who were mostly street homeless. Um, and I was doing social security and Medicaid work there for almost two years, I think. Um, and then I went to, I decided after doing that work for a while that if I was going to broaden my horizons, um, I needed to get some trial experience. And so I applied for and got a job at the Legal Aid Society um, at their Harlem Community Law Office uh, doing housing work. And so I was a trial attorney in the housing and the housing department at Legal Aid for about six years. Um, and then I went to do the same work at Queens Legal Services for a year before moving back to Buffalo. Um, and so when I moved back to Buffalo, I got my job at VLP in our um, Department of Health unit. Um, and that's the unit where we, it's a generalist legal, legal clinic, sort of. Uh, it's a generalist legal unit um, that represents clients who are, uh, have or are affected by HIV AIDS. Um, and so you can have any, any kind of case under the sun as long as it's not a criminal case. Um, and we would represent those, those clients in those, those cases. So that was very interesting for me because it was, you know, I had to learn a, a variety of different areas of law <laughs> to take over that job. Um, and so I was in that for a while and I was promoted to senior staff attorney in that role. Um, and then again, I started looking to see, you know, how can I advance? How can I grow? At, you know, either at VLP or in legal services in general. And um, the thing about legal services work, especially in a market like Buffalo, you know, there's only five civil legal services organizations in Buffalo. Um, so it means that there's a very few, you know, management senior positions um, within those five organizations. And generally when people get into those positions, they stay there until they retire. <laughs> so. Um, I was looking around and noticing that there wasn't, you know, nobody was moving. There was none of those jobs available. And so I ended up take, leaving the law for a year um, and taking a position with a company called CBR that was contracted by the Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority to come in and run their Section 8 program. Um, and so I, I managed the Section 8 program at BMHA for a year um, before coming back to VLP. Um, I came back to VLP as a staff attorney in our uh, community development program where I was doing um, our work that we do with uh, nonprofit startup organizations. And I was doing um, our tax foreclosure program. And while I was in that role, I started our micro entrepreneurship program at VLP. Um, and then the funding for that role disappeared, but it's work that we've always done at VLP, so we found a way to continue to do that work, um, and then I was promoted to deputy director, and then here I am. <laughs> so on your way, uh, either on the the path through law school and then uh, or on the path through all of these really interesting career options, um, did you find that you relied on mentors in the legal field or maybe not in the legal field to help you 
uh, get through this, this path? Yes. Um, you know, I've worked at a lot of different places over my legal career and there's been varying degrees of supervision from like nothing to a lot of supervision. And I definitely, I had, you know, my first law job, I got there and they had a stack of Redwells on my desk and um, they were like, okay, here you go. And your first hearing's on Wednesday. Good luck. Um, and I was just graduated law school and had no idea what I was doing. So yes, finding mentors was um, a necessity. <laughs> and um, it's something that I've always done. You know, I think it's always good to, you know, seek out people who are doing the same work that you're doing um, and really, you know, ask them all the questions that you have. I think legal services, especially people are, and I mean, I think in the legal, really legal field in general, but definitely in legal services, people are always willing to help um, because they really, you know, our goal as legal services attorneys are to make sure that people are getting represented and that they're getting a high level of representation. And so helping your colleagues is, is helping that cause across, you know, all the way across the board. So yes, I've definitely sought out mentors um, and allies <laughs> along the way. And, and then uh, at, at at some point, I assumed that there was probably a transition. Um, and have you found that you've now become a mentor for other people? I hope that I am. I try to be. Um, as, you, as you know, <laughs> I have an open door policy at VLP. Um, I'm always telling people to come talk to me and tell me what's going on. When they don't come talk to me, I stop by their office and say, hey, what's going on? How you doing? What's going? What's happening today? You know, um, I think that that's really important. I mean, the thing that I've noticed as I've kind of climbed up this ladder is that um, I haven't changed, but as my title has changed, people's willingness to talk to me has diminished um, just because of the fear associated with the, the role that I'm in. Um, and I try, I try very, very hard to uh, dissuade people of that, of that, you know, notion and, and try to continue to be open to mentor people. So for our students who, um, who are in high school and middle school, um, who, uh, if they're looking to find someone to, to, you know, to help them start looking into this process, how would, what would you say, what type of traits uh, would, in a mentor, would you suggest that they uh, look for? I think you really just need to find people that are doing work that you admire, work that you respect, and, and ask them questions. You know, asking that's the best advice I can give to students is to continue to ask questions. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Um, you know, and it, you may feel odd asking it, but I'm certain that the person who's going to answer it is going to be, you know, very willing to answer those questions. Um, and when you start asking questions, you'll find the people that are really open and the people that will, you know, take it to the next level and say, you know, well, if you're really interested in that, you should do X, Y, or Z, or you should come here, or you should, you know, and give you more advice in that way. Um, so outside of your, uh, your, your main job uh, as an executive director, um, uh, I, I know that you're uh, a board member for, I think, I think multiple organizations, <laughs> and uh, you're also involved in so many other things. Um, uh, I wanted to ask you about some of them. Is uh, so. Uh, I guess we'll start with um, the Western New York, or some of them I know you were in the past. But um, it looks like the Western New York AIDS Network was something you were involved with, and then also um, 
the road less traveled theater. Um, so I was just yeah. curious because it's it's a um, if you could talk about those uh, kind of get the gamut of what sure. you sure. So the Aiden Network uh, that was when I was in my first role at VLP working with um, you know people who are HIV positive, an opportunity came up to be on the board of the AIDS Network, um, and so I did that for a number of years. Um, and the role that's traveled is actually a theater that's two blocks away from our office in Buffalo. Um, and it was um, founded by someone that I went to high school with, Scott Barrage. Um, He was a year below me and his wife was in my year of high school. Um, and uh, when I moved back, I found out that he had started this theater company and I started going and I got season tickets. And then I think last year he reached out to me and he's like, you know, you've been really supporting us for a while. Why don't you come onto the board? Absolutely. Um, they do amazing work. They actually have a new program that is uh, that I think we're really proud of, which is a program to help to try and diversify um, people who are getting into the arts in the Buffalo area. Um, and so it's a it's an internship or it's a paid internship program um, for people who are interested in in across the gamut things in the theater. So, you know, uh, it's from you know managing the theater to you know um set design uh lighting you know acting all of those things and they set them up with mentors um and they work very closely with the mentors throughout their internship it's a really great program that was just started that's awesome um so yeah i also saw you've been a member of several bar association groups um, so if, uh, the Minority Bar Association and the Women's Bar Association and also the Bar Association of Berry County. Um, and so I wonder if you could explain um, more about what that actually means. What are these groups? And, and New York just... State Bar Association, don't forget that. Uh, yes, and um... the New York State <laughs> Bar Association. <laughs> um, yeah, so these are professional um, groups for attorneys. Um, and, you know, actually when I moved back home, um, the Women's Bar Association was really instrumental in um, making connections in the legal community in Buffalo. You know, like Buffalo, like I said, is a small market. Um, a lot of people here that work in the legal field here went to UB Law and they know each other that way. And I was at a disadvantage, even though I grew up here, um, because I didn't go to law school here. Um, so it was really helpful to get into an organization like that and get on the board and really go to those events and start to meet people. Um, and like I said, you know, lawyers are very generous with their time generally um, and with their connections and are very able to say, oh, you know, you're interested in this, talk to so-and-so. And so it was really wonderful um, way to kind of introduce myself into the legal community here. Um, so uh, has there been anything, or I guess actually I should say, was there either something in law school or in those few years after law school that you learned about being a lawyer that you wish someone had told you before you went to law school? Um, I think there's a lot of things um, when you start practicing law that you kind of, you learn about that you kind of have to go through. Everybody has to go through them to, to learn that lesson. Um, one of them is, like I said before, creating your own boundaries and being able to have your work and home life separate. That's a very big lesson um, that I learned that I'm trying to part, uh, impart upon all of our employees here at VLP. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, if, if you don't have, you don't have the energy to 
to do to to have that overlap. You know, if your mind is always at work, then you don't have the time for your family, um, and it it can lead to a lot of unhappiness. And you know, we want people to be happy at their jobs here. So, <laughs> um, so that's one big one. And setting up those work-life boundaries, but also setting up client boundaries. I say that every legal service, every lawyer has a story of the client that taught them about about boundaries and how important they are. And I certainly have mine. So that's something that I think that you kind of have to, like I said, you have to go through. Um, the other one was, you know, I had at one point, uh, I had a boss who was, she was very, uh, wanted everyone to be anxious about their cases all the time. And really didn't have that work-life balance thing like it wasn't even on her radar um and it was so detrimental to my personal mental health that you know i i was taking these cases so personally that it was like you know i was taking it on as my responsibility if they weren't going well when really the, the truth of the matter is that you know i mean this is when i was doing housing law so if i had a client who didn't pay rent for three years you know it's not it's not my fault that that person didn't they, they came to me in that way you know and so i had to it took me a really long time to get my head around the the separation there between me and the cases that i'm working on um and so that's something like i said that you that comes with time it comes with practice it's not really something you can teach somebody but it's definitely something that you'll learn along the way um so uh so like, as, as I mentioned before, um, the most of the students listening are, um, probably, uh, are, are probably pre-college. They haven't gotten to that, that point yet. Um, so is there, um, is there anything that, uh, you would recommend any types of classes or, um, like types of activities that you, you would recommend to high school students who are interested in going to college to go to law school? Maybe they could give it a try to see if it's to like test it out. Um, I know that a lot of people uh, that were in my law school went to like pre-law classes. I did not. I think that was a detriment because I, when I got to law school, I had no idea how to like brief a case or anything like that. Um, you know, and but I think really what you need to, what you need to be a lawyer is you really need to work on your critical thinking skills and on your writing skills. So any classes that that are interesting to you that require writing, um, I think are important ones to take. And earlier you mentioned about how um, there it, the there was a, a a small percentage of other public interest students uh, when you were going to law school, and I know you've mostly worked in the public interest field since then. Um, but have you have you ob observed any changes in that uh, attitude as you've continued to work in the law? Um. Well, now I'm surrounded by people who work in public interest, right? <laughs> So that's a little bit different. Um, and I know that my school has taken strides in, in um, you know, focusing more on public interest as well. So, you know, and my job here at VLP is we're the Volunteer Lawyers Project. So it's our job to convince people who are not in public interest to want to take cases through us. And we luckily have, you know, uh, hundreds of volunteers who do that every year um, here with us at VLP. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> it has, it's, it's definitely something that's followed me throughout my, my legal career. That's cool. And just to make sure um, it's clear, uh, can you just uh, just elaborate a bit more about what the pro bono volunteer program is? 
Sure. So Volunteer Lawyers Project is actually a hybrid legal services organization. So what that means is that we have attorneys on staff. I have a staff of close to 50 people between Buffalo and Batavia, our two offices, um, that take cases for people for free. But we also have a pro bono arm of our organization. So we have like about 500 volunteers a year who volunteer to take cases through VLT for free at no cost to our clients. That's awesome. So, so essentially, if someone wanted to go and do another type of law, they could come still and help out here. <laughs> yeah, we, we train and mentor attorneys every day. Um, and we, we train people, you know, especially uh, this comes up a lot in immigration law. There's not a lot of immigration attorneys in the Buffalo area, but there's a lot of need for immigration attorneys because the, the immigration court for basically all of New York State except for New York City is in Buffalo. Um, and there's no right to representation in immigration court cases. So people are, there's a huge need in the Buffalo area for immigration attorneys. Um, so we train them to do, to do that, to represent people in immigration proceedings. We train people in housing, we train people in family law. <laughs> um, basically, if there's any sort of case that's non-criminal, we do, and we send out to volunteers as well. That's great. So I know this is a, is a tough question, but if, if you could, um, if you could summarize or, or distill uh, this into maybe one reason, um, what would be the reason that you would, uh, you would recommend people consider going into the legal profession for? Well, I think that no matter what type of law you go into, but certainly if you go into public interest law, um, you're guaranteed to a challenge every day. Um, no case looks are cookie cutter. They're not, you know, just like no people are the same, no cases are the same. And so there's always something more to learn. There's always something, some new aspect of the law that you can, you can try and figure out. Um, and you can make a really big impact on someone's life, whether you work in public interest or not. Um, you know, the law is like a foreign language. Um, you know, if you don't understand how it works, it's very, it's very difficult to navigate that system by yourself. Um, and I think that you can, you can make a, a really huge impact um, by studying the law. All right. Um, well, uh, before we wrap up, is there uh, anything else about, um, about the experience of a lawyer that you think young people should know about? I think in looking back at, you know, my circuitous route to getting to be an attorney, um, I think the biggest piece of advice I can give is to, you know, not let anybody talk you out of doing what you know you want to be doing. Um, and, you know, there may be times along the way where it's difficult, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. Um, and you need to keep moving forward with your goals and what you want to accomplish. I know that at one point in my uh, after I was first year of law school was very difficult for me. Um, it was very stressful and it was uh, really hard. And I was dating someone at the time who was like, you know, you should just drop out. You should just, you should, you know, what are you going to do? What do you think you're going to go work at the ACLU or something like that? Is what he said to me. And um, I said goodbye. <laughs> and I actually did end up working at the ACLU um, at an internship, probably because I was so angry. 
um, at that attitude <laughs> towards, towards the goals that I had in my life. And um, it's kind of spurred me on to make me work harder. So I think that you should take any sort of you know negativity that comes your way that says that you can't do something and turn it into fuel for the fire for your, the fire that you have to meet the goals that you have for your life. Of course, and um, since and uh, since you you explained earlier that you uh, left Buffalo and you you went off and did all these other things before you ended up coming back, do you um, do you how would you say that impacted your um, your 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 um, not decision. I, I meant to say <laughs> your experience then coming back and working in Buffalo, would you recommend uh, people uh, try that or, or um, like, I know yeah. it's different for every person, but like, what was your general, <laughs> uh, general uh, um, perspective? I mean, I've always that? been in a, a kind of adventure, adventurous kind of a person. I've always been into travel and into learning uh, new places and, and new cultures and things like that. But I will say that, you know, Buffalo is a very different place than it was when I left when I was, you know, 18. Um, you know, the Buffalo has definitely had a renaissance and is a different place than, than it was at that point in time. At that point in time, there really was no, um, there were there were very few opportunities to stay in Buffalo. Um, and that's why we had what, what everybody terms the brain drain. You know, people were just, you know, graduating high school and leaving and not coming back. Um, and I think that um, Buffalo's really turned it around in a lot of ways. We're not there yet, but there's been a lot of good changes that has brought, you know, in, people back to the city. Um, I can tell you that a number of people that I went to high school with have moved back and have, have, have you know, planted roots here and are having their families here. Um, and so I think there's, there's benefits to both approaches and you really need to do what's right for you um, and what, you know, what you want to accomplish. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Gretchen, for talking with us. Uh, on behalf of VLP and Say Us Buffalo, um, we're so grateful you were able to share your experiences. Uh, so uh, thank you and have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you.